You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect diaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. You are listening to part two of the Balkan Bread Dealing with Loss podcast with Amina and Zarina. To listen to part one, you can visit anchor.fm slash Balkan Bread, or you can also listen to this podcast on Spotify. Do you want to talk about some other, I guess, like tips and advice that you had or things that you wish people had done differently when it came to just like comforting you? Yeah. Um, before I get to that, I just wanted to say, cause while you were talking, the idea came to me, but um, the thing that I got the most and the thing that I still get sometimes yes. from my family, if I like, if I'm not feeling good, if it's a bad day or a bad week and whatnot, they're like, Moglai gore and like it could have been worse, I know, I but one <laughs> that I just when it, when you hear that, it's like I know. And then the other thing is like there's worse things happening in the world. And I know we talked about how like traveling, you kind of see how little your problems are, and there's like a certain comfort that comes with that, I guess. But when you're struggling, and if you're having an off day, or you know you're going through that grieving period, you are aware that it could have been worse, that there's so much more in the world happening. But I want to just stress this, someone else's problem and like what someone else is going through and how they're going through it, you should not use that as a comparison to yourself. And I think that's something that I struggled with for so long because I kept hearing this over and over again. And then I'm like, okay, well then I must be a bad person for crying about this because there's people that are in a war now and that are losing their entire families and I'm over here crying because I lost my dad. But the reality of it is I lost my dad. My dad meant everything to me. And so I have the right as a human being to cry and to, you can even to complain and to do everything, go through all those emotions because it's normal. I understand like you should look to like the, there or like the people that I've talked to at least what they've told me is when they say that, it's like looking towards a positive future. But when you're going through something so big, and I've read this in so many um, books, and I've heard it in so many podcasts that I've listened to, but you go day by day. So tomorrow doesn't matter. And what's happening in the world doesn't matter. You're dealing with what's internal and what you're suffering through. And your problems are big. They're big to you. They might not be big to the person next to you. But you need to understand that this is what's happening to you and it's okay and to show that emotion and to go through all of that. Um, but I wanted to like kind of touch on that before I, I mean, I guess I don't, what was the question? I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. Um, what did I say? So was there anything, I guess you kind of answered it in a way because I was asking, um, was there anything that you wish people had done differently when it came to just being a source of comfort. And so, like you said, one of the things was that people were saying, you know, well, it could have been worse or there's people that have, there's other bigger problems out there and whatnot. So I guess to, I guess now I'm answering my own question. Yeah, but- I mean, that's 
that's an answer. And then the other thing that I wanted to add, um, sorry for cutting you off. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear thing that I wanted to add. That was the second on the list, but I completely spaced out on, um, is the fact that people, so what I got from a lot of people, the messages that I got from family and friends were, you know, I'm here for you. If you need anything, let us know. And that was kind of like a repetitive thing that a lot of people said. And I'm not trying to bash anyone. I don't want to come off that way. But there were a certain number of people that followed through with that. And they showed it through what they did for the for myself and for the family and for everyone. And I will forever and ever and ever be grateful to those people. Um, but then there were also people that said that. And then when you did go through, when I did go to them or when I did ask them for something, I just needed someone there. I'm too busy or I can't, or you're being overdramatic, just things of that nature. Right. Um, so I just want to like stress, like if you're going to tell someone I'm going to be there for you or like I'm here for you, from my experience of going through everything, don't necessarily just say it, kind of show it to them um, or like say it and then follow through because saying those like empty promises, it hurts. It hurts. I mean, when you have someone, a friend that's like, oh, I'm going to be there for you whenever you need me. Don't worry. Like we're going through this together. And then in that moment where you just like, need someone to lift you up and you try and contact them, they don't want to respond. I mean, it's hard. Um, so I think my advice for people listening to this is if you have someone that's going through a loss, don't make that empty promise of I'm here for you unless you're actually going to show it to them. And you know, and a way of showing it would be, you know, making dinner for them one night or calling them up and saying, hey, like, you know, let me take care of this for you. Don't worry about it. Just little things. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything big because when someone's going through a loss, they know that the world is not obligated to give back to them and make them the center of focus. Everyone has their own lives and obligations and all of that, but it does mean the world to them if you go out of your way to do something. And I guarantee you, they will probably forever and ever be grateful to you for that small little moment. Because I know from myself, for all the people that took five, 10, whatever number of minutes out of their day to do something for me, I still remember it. And, you know, I want, I do what I can to give back to them because I feel like that was when I needed them, them the most. And they've really helped me get through those hard moments. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so important. And Something that I think people struggle with is, you know, as much as they might want to be there for someone is they're also maybe thinking in the back of their head, well, you know, putting their self, trying to put their self in our shoes, let's say, and probably thinking, oh, this person's probably getting, you know, a hundred messages like on their phone, their phone's probably blowing up, you know, I should just like leave them alone. Like I should just give them space. Like that's one thing that I thought about. And um, honestly, I think to an extent that could be relevant, but at the same time, you know, I'm so bad at asking for help. That's just something that I have come to recognize. I mean, I think I can do everything myself essentially. And that doesn't just apply to the situation I'm talking about in general, like in life. And so, yeah, I <laughs> Me too. also, yeah, I feel like we're so similar, but honestly, it comes down to just, 
how I guess oh, gosh this probably sounds bad but just like how well your friends like know you and what you need and that type of situation and even if you just send someone in text and it's like hey like how are you doing this morning and even if you reply and you're like you know I'm awful like this is terrible like at least you're you know like showing that you care and you're being there for that person I mean there have been so many times even when um like in the past I don't know month or so and it has just kind of that thought like that feeling like when you see something that reminds you of that person you I always just kind of lose it and it's worse when you're in public or something and you're just like oh my gosh like don't cry Mina like or I'm like I have to go to the bathroom like I can't like I just remember sitting in the car like the other day and this song came on that um, my dad used to always sing and I was just like completely started crying. And that was just like one of those things. But anyway, going back to just like your friends being there for you, there were a lot of times where I would call my friends and just honestly, some little thing would happen and I would get so upset or I wouldn't know how to deal with it. And I would just call them and Honestly, probably half the phone call would just be like me just like crying and like they could probably like barely understand me, but they were still there and they were still giving me, you know, these comforting words. And one of the things that probably meant the most to me, just one more story. I know we're talking like forever, but this this is really good. I promise. I promise if you've been listening for this long, you definitely want to hear this. So um didn't add this to our little document, but um, it just popped into my head. So if you guys remember from the last episode, I talked all about the entrepreneurship class. And one of the most memorable days in that class was when we were asked this question and we had to go up in front of the class and answer it. It It's more like a volunteer basis um, this time. But the question was, when was the last time someone said or did something that changed your life? And it's such a huge question. And I just remember all of us looking at each other like, how in the world are we going to answer this? And so eventually people started going up in front of the class and sharing. And it finally came down to probably the last person that could share because we were running out of time. And so I remember this girl going up in front of the class and she was very just reserved and kept to herself. And I had talked to her um, a lot of times before class, just making small talk and things like that and whatnot. Um, just because I love talking to people and I mean, I would never want to like exclude someone. But anyway, she goes up in front of the class and she starts telling us this story about her art teacher in high school and how she met one of her best friends in the art class and how they ended up like becoming best friends with their art teacher. And she even bought her like a cookie cake on her birthday. And we're all kind of sitting there listening to this story. Like, okay, like, where is she going with this? Like we didn't, we weren't prepared for what was about to happen. Keep in mind, this is just like a college classroom. And so um, she's telling the story and then all of a sudden she goes and then when my dad passed away in March, she was there, like she came to the funeral. And I just remember this girl, like I said, she was so quiet and she just lost it like in front of the entire class. And keep in mind, there are maybe like five girls in her entrepreneurship class, kid you not, like it was mostly guys. And like I said, I didn't know her that well, but I was sitting in like the um, second row from the front of the classroom and I'm just looking and I'm like oh my gosh this poor girl is literally crying in front of everyone like 
if I were bawling my eyes out in class, like I would want someone to come comfort me. So I just remember like standing up and going to give her a hug. And I just felt for her so much in that situation. And I didn't realize how much that meant to her and how much that ended up um, meaning to me afterwards, because that day that I described earlier, when all of my friends came over, she was actually the first friend to show up to my house. And she was the very first person to give me a hug after everything that had happened. And I never in a million years thought that she would be giving me the same hug that I gave her, you know, back in October of last year, whatever it was. Um, So that was amazing. And that just goes to show that just in life, like the little things that you do for people. And if you're gut and you're like, like, it's okay to feel, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. And it's okay to be there for people, even if you maybe don't know that person that well, you know, it's okay to show them that you're there for them. And yeah, that was just one of those moments where um, I think like neither of us will ever forget that. And she's one of my closest friends today. So just wanted to share that story that added like, so sweet I'm over here like my heart is just like so full because I mean I know how much that like hug means and there were a couple people I mean off the top of my head that I know whose hugs they mean the world to you especially for me like having lost I mean for us having lost a dad um he was the male figure that I looked up to I'm sure that's the that was the case for you as well but um having like a hug it was actually one of my guy friends just having that hug from him I mean a girl like my girlfriends did hug me too and like my family members did hug me too but having that hug from like a guy it's just different and then you know I remember my cousin my one of my dad's good friends too his hug like having that hug from a guy means so much like no words can make no words can make you feel the way that hug can if that makes sense yeah, no, for sure. That makes perfect sense. So for all of y'all listening, go practice your hugging. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> seriously, um, definitely, like, just, yeah, that just makes a huge difference. So I guess what we're trying to say, we'll wrap up this little section of our talk and move on to the next thing. But just be patient and understand that your friend, your family member, they're not going to be the person they were before because this is a major change in their life. And you need to give them time and space, but you also want to, you know, be there for them and don't hesitate to text them or just to check up on them. You know, if they really want you there with them or if they really need you, they're going to let you know. So just try and be there for them as much as you can. And I know it can be hard with everyone's, you know, work schedules and everyone has their own other lives and things that are happening, but you still want to acknowledge that you're there for this person. So is there anything else that you want to add before, I guess we move on to talking a little bit more about, I guess, as time goes on, like what we've um, learned, well, obviously we kind of talked about that, but just like, how we're dealing with with it right now, like in the present, as well as just talking about different methods like therapy. Like, is there anything else that you would want to add? Yeah. Um, so I just want, I guess we'll combine this part with like, does time heal all wounds kind of? Because it's, yeah. I feel like the two of them um, tied together. But 
for me, so as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, that like first, I would say that first year after my dad passed away, I was just in a state of work, work, study, study, go, go. And so I didn't really address grieving. And I remember my friends telling me, you can't keep pushing it off, um, Zarina, like it's going to come back. And especially one of my really closest friends, Amra, um, she had lost her dad a few years before my dad passed away. And she had gone through all of this. And so she was telling me like, you can't shove those emotions away. But the stubborn person that I am, <laughs> I just decided to do things my way. And I, I, we we're actually talking about it last night. But I mean, I think when you're going through something like that, you, people can tell you things, but you're still going through your own emotions. So you kind of listen to them, but still do your own thing. And you have to learn from those mistakes that you make. Um, but that year I shoved things off. And then when I was in my 21 credit semester, right before I graduated, I was working too. And I think everything eventually just overflowed to where I was overworked. I was exhausted. And I remember just going to my mom and crying and like being like, mom, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how I'm feeling. I don't, you just like, it was a state of depression that I fell into. And um, it was hard because I had tried like the not or the traditional not I had tried the tra traditional methods of like grieving and like saying different prayers and, you know, talking to my mom about things, but that really wasn't working for me. And so I decided after talking to a few friends who recommended therapy to go and see a therapist and see if it would help me. And honestly, like that was probably one of the best decisions I made. Um, I will say like, it really depends on the therapist that you see and it can be a hit or miss. I was fortunate enough to get someone that really understood where I was trying to go and what was happening inside of me and who didn't want to tell me what to do, but more so like guide me and have me figure out what it is that I need to do. Um, and so over the course of, I guess the last year, I have been seeing her on and off and it was like I said, it was one of the best things that I decided to do because in those moments where you're going through a hard time, because I want to tie that into this time heal all wounds. Um, I feel like after you lose someone, no matter how much time passes, there's always going to be good and bad days or in good and bad weeks. Um, I'll go through a period where I'm feeling like I have everything under control. I am doing all that I'm supposed to be doing. And then something will spring up on me, a memory, an object, a, a song, like you said, and you just lose it. Um, and then it's, that's kind of like a domino effect. Everything else that you've kind of been holding onto that's been bothering you, it also amplifies that situation of like, you know, um, like my dad, he had a blue semi-truck. And every time that I see a blue semi-truck, it's like a wave of emotions rushes over me. Mm -hmm. um so having that like therapist to go through and just to kind of talk to because they don't know your whole entire story of who you are they only know what you tell them and they just sit and listen to you they're not offering or at least my therapist she's not offering a lot of advice she's letting you figure it out and kind of get everything out into the open because that's the most important thing I mean if you kind of shove it down then it's going to be harder long term um but I think, you know, one of the most important things when it comes to long-term healing and getting over a loss is just 
as I mentioned earlier, taking it day by day and making sure that you're really honest with your emotions and how you're feeling. Um, I struggled with this for so long. And I mean, that's my fault because I'm stubborn and I, people were trying to help me, but I was also not taking the help because I thought that I knew what I was doing. And I think one of the moments for me that made me realize like, okay, I need to go and figure this out was when my friend, one of my closest friends, um, she, she turned to me because I'm a positive person like you all the time. I was always happy, like laughing, smiling, trying to make someone's day, you know? Yeah. But she turned to me and she goes, I want the old Z back. Like, cause my nickname is Z and she goes, I miss the old Z. And that was kind of the turning point for me when I realized that I wasn't dealing with the situation at hand. I wasn't, I hadn't grieved. I hadn't gotten through the loss. And so I had all this anger and I had all this resentment and frustration in me and it was affecting my mood and it was affecting those around me. And when she said that to me, it was like, okay, something needs to happen. And so um, I I did therapy and for me, it worked. I'm not saying it's going to work for everyone because I've talked to many people and for some it works, for some it doesn't. But I think finding something that works for you that helps you get through those emotions and long-term just, I guess, comforts you. I don't know what the, I'm like blanking on a correct term for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if, if you want to continue it, if you know what I'm trying to say, right? You know, jump in. Yeah, definitely. And I think grief is something that you can't just like postpone and like put it in your, you know, write it in your planner and be like, I'll deal with that on this day. Like it just doesn't work that way at all. And I'm really grateful because um, two of my friends that were in that friend group, it's so weird how like the universe and God just like has this way of putting people into your life. Like everyone comes in for their own reason and you might not realize that reason, but you know, eventually you will. And two of my close friends actually both lost their dads within I think the past two years. And I remember Um, One of my guy friends, Andres, and how he was just saying, like, Amina, you know, make sure you cry. Like, make sure you take the time to properly grieve. He's like, kind of how you were saying, how you were bottling up your emotions and whatnot. He's like, that's what I did. And it wasn't what I should have done. You know, I should have taken the time to, you know, reflect on everything that had happened. And no matter how strong of a person you are before and even after this happens, you know, you have to give yourself that time and you have to give yourself, you have to be patient and just kind of let yourself feel those emotions because they're valid and, you know, you can deal with everything else later that you need to deal with, but you can't just kind of ignore what has happened. And if that means like in the beginning, like, randomly you know crying for 10 minutes that's completely okay or um writing in your journal I love writing so that's something that's always kind of helped me no matter like what the experience is that's a way for me to kind of put all of my thoughts down on pen and paper and it's something that I can look back on and look back at you know a year from now and just see like how much I guess I've progressed and don't be mad at yourself for not, I guess, this is something like that you're never going to completely get over. And I think 
we live in a society and a culture where it's like people think that the whole point of grief is to just get out of it as quickly as possible. And it's like they're showing that grief is some strange thing, some bizarre, incorrect response to someone or something you love being torn away from your life. And it's not, I mean, you're not going to get out of it, you know, in this many days. There is no correct time frame for dealing with it. And you just kind of have to accept that yourself. And if other people can't accept that, or if they think that, you know, you should be like over it by now, or however you might want to put it into words, then that's completely just wrong. And you should never let anyone make you feel that way. So that's where we ended that section about, I guess, time and just does it really heal all of your wounds? And also, we kind of talked about this earlier, but we can end on this. Um, if you want to talk about how loss shows you who your real friends are. Yeah, so for me, I think, I mean, I grew up in like a naive world, I would say, because I always thought if you were a good person, good would come to you and people would be good to you. And my dad was the type of guy that, you know, everyone loved him because he could make you laugh even when you're crying and he helped everyone. He was always there. Um, and I think it's hard to find people like that, especially nowadays. And so my assumption was, you know, I thought that I was a good person, that I did all this good. And so something bad happened to me. And here I'm thinking all those people that I helped out, I would have them. Well, I learned very quickly, unfortunately, that that's not the case. Um, And this isn't, I'm not trying to bash anyone in the sense of like, it's their fault. It's no one's fault. I think it's just us as humans. It's our nature. But, you know, having something like that, like such tragedy happen to you or, you know, a loved one, for some people, it's very hard because, and I think my instructor put it this, um, my CNA instructor, actually, she put this in a very good way it's a reality that they don't want to face because in the back of their mind, they're thinking that could have been me. And then they start to feel certain emotions. Mm -hmm. And so um, I learned that, you know, people are going to be there when they want to be, and they're going to leave when they want to be, because that's, that's how the world works. Um, No one is expected. and No one has, I mean, you can have expectations for someone, but no one is obligated to stay in your life. And so if you've known someone for a really long time, or if you have a really close family member and something happens to you um, and you think, okay, well, they're supposed to, they're going to be there for me and they're supposed to be doing this. It's, it's like a double stab in the back when it doesn't happen because truth is like everyone is going through their own problems and they have their own things. And you don't know what problems that person is going through unless they tell you and even when they tell you it's like brief, because I feel like a lot of us keep a lot of things to ourselves. Um, And so it can be a lot for them to take on if you've lost a parent, if you've lost a sibling, family member, whatnot. Um, And so rather than going and like asking, well, why did they stop being friends with me? Why don't they want to help me? Why this? Why that? I think it's better to just accept the fact that that person was in your life for that period of time. And this event 
either changed you or was just too much for them to handle. And it's time to just part your ways. And it's obviously hard to lose friendships and family ties after so many years, but it's better for you uh, to focus on healing yourself and getting through what happened rather than focusing on these people leaving. Um, it just, I mean, I think something common amongst all the articles and books that I read is you realize who your true friends are during this hard period. And, you know, I, I don't think there's a way to prevent it. I think it's something natural. Um, and it's just not when you, for the person that's going through a loss. So in my case, it would be not to have expectations for those around you thinking that they should do things for you. And then for the individual that might have a family friend or whatnot um, that's going through a loss, if it's too much for you to handle, my advice honestly would just be to be honest and just tell them like, I know this is very hard for you, but it's also hard for me too. And I just need to step away for this period. I mean, yeah, it sounds kind of harsh to say, but I'm someone that appreciates honesty a lot more than sugarcoating. And I feel like sometimes being honest with what you're feeling and your emotions long-term is better than just, you know, not talking to the person anymore or stopping contact. Because I mean, I've experienced it, I've been through it and it's hard when, especially if you lost someone that's really close to you to also lose a good friend that you thought would be there to like make you laugh and, you know, just have those peaceful moments with. Yeah. And I also think that a part of the reason why, you know, people aren't as open to, I guess, talking about it is because in general in life and especially in this situation, I think people are afraid to be vulnerable with those around them. You know, even if it's, it doesn't matter if it's a friend that you've only known for a year or a friend that you've known for, you know, 20 years, like it's still something that people struggle with. But ultimately what they don't realize is that through being vulnerable in your words and just being there for someone, you are building trust with that person. And that's something that doesn't necessarily diminish over time. And it's one of those things that is always going to be there in the back of your mind when you think of this person and you think of how much they really do care. And people are just afraid. I mean, they're just afraid to be vulnerable and they're afraid to really share what they're going through. And I think it's something that all of us can kind of work on. I mean, just as humans in general, but yes, that is the last, I guess, little segment there. And I'm trying to see real fast. I think that's everything that we kind of wanted to cover. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? I guess some final words of advice to those who are listening. Well, I just want to say thank you for if you've been listening all this time, because I know we've talked a lot. And I mean, it's a very heavy topic and there's a lot to be said, especially if we've if you've been through this like you and I have. Um, but I think the most important things to highlight is n every experience is unique in its own way. And so you can have empathy and sympathy, those things for someone. Um, but there is a borderline of understanding that, you know, what you went through and what your emotions were are going to be different from someone else's. And 
what I feel like what the purpose of this podcast is, is to kind of just give you an overview of those things um, and show you that there are two, like there are different cases, like Amina's case and my case. Yeah, we both lost our dads, but the way of losing our dads and our recovery period and grieving all of that is different and it's unique to us because we're two different individuals. Um, and I think if you have someone that's going through it, my advice would just be be patient, give them time and understand that if they say no to you, if they're not feeling up, if they like they're not themselves, give them time and just, you know, be their support because that's what they really need is just someone to be their support, someone to sit next to them while they cry or to hug them, you know, encourage them to continue following their dreams or following what their goals, whatever they had set for themselves. Um, I think those are some of the things that I just want to really highlight and emphasize before we end this. Yeah, I love that. I think that summarizes it perfectly in just, you know, our experiences in general. And just keep in mind that no two losses are the same. You know, everyone's is going to be a little bit different as Zerina was saying. And that's just something you have to come to terms with. Um, Cause I mean, as grim as it is to say, you know, this is something that eventually everyone is going to have to experience. And, you know, we just happened to experience this, I guess, a little bit earlier in our lives than we thought we were going to have to experience it. But there are different ways to cope and there are different ways to deal with it and to be there for someone who is experiencing these things. So that is going to be the very end of this podcast. Thank you guys so much if you stayed and listened to this entire thing, essentially. Thank you for staying and listening to our little, I guess, therapy session in a sense. We really do appreciate it. And look out for the Zboktebe collection. It should be out by the time you're listening or it'll be out in like a couple days, something like that. And we will be having blog posts on the website kind of going into more detail on all of our stories. So yeah, that's going to be it. Thank you guys for tuning in and we will talk to you next time. And thank you, Zarina, for being here and talking with me about this for the past hour. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And I'm glad that we were able to cover everything um, that we wanted to. Awesome. Well, we're going to leave you guys with that. And we will see you for the very next episode. Bye, guys.